Thank you for tuning into the UNI podcast. This week, we have a conversation with Kayla. Kayla is a stylist, costume designer, and swimsuit designer from New Orleans. She's also the founder of Aaron Phoenix Swimwear. Aaron Phoenix Swimwear is a sustainable swimwear brand created by a self-proclaimed beach bum who wanted to invite other conscious fashion lovers into her world of sustainable living. Here's our conversation with Kayla. There is never a better time to buy a swimsuit, especially from Aaron Phoenix. Our conversation with the founder was so good, and she's even more amazing for giving you guys a code to get 20% off your orders, $100 or more. Use code UNI at arrowandphoenix.com to save some money on your next order. The UNI podcast promotes love, happiness, and abundance. Through storytelling and sisterhood, they encourage self-love, a balanced worth ethic, and a healthy life. This is Ozzy and Caro, and thank you so much for listening to the UNI podcast. Welcome back to the UNI podcast. This is Ozzy. And I'm Karenique. And we are so excited to bring you a new episode of The Girl Boss File. And we have Kayla. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on. We wanted to, well, we first of all got in contact with each other through social media. Um, we loved all the kind words, you, or your, your rather your business, Aaron Phoenix had to say about the podcast. And we got in contact and you were just, you, we thought you'd be perfect to help us understand more about owning a business as a black woman especially even through these COVID times so we're super excited that you could join us today yes no I'm super excited I love what you guys are doing and I actually listen to the podcast often so this is definitely really really cool and I'm very appreciative of you guys for having me on today wow thank you so much for your support it really means a lot to us So we'll go ahead and get started. Tell us more about your story and what has led you to where you are now. Oh, man. So my story is a little lengthy and I promise I'll condense it. Um, but essentially, I saw a need and decided I was going to be the person to fill it. Um, the short version is in high school, it was so hard for me to find swimsuit tops that fit. Um, I am five foot three. I've been this height for as long as I could remember. Um, I am petite, but I've always, at that point, I was like a triple D rock up size. So my bottoms were always really easy to find as far as swimsuits went, but finding tops for me that were like cute along with supportive and comfortable, but didn't have like this matronly aesthetic, if you will. Um, it was really difficult. So I would go in stores like Victoria's Secret, Forever 21, Um, I didn't have H&M at the time, but those were like the main two stores I would go in and I would just kind of like peruse the store essentially and go look for swimsuits. And at the time, Victoria's Secret, I think went up to a double D. So I would just kind of like get the biggest size I could find in the store and just make it work for me. Um, but then they discontinued that size. So it was just kind of like, okay, what am I going to do? Like I live in the South, you know, Nine times out of 10, we're in swimsuits. So what can I do? So I just decided one day I got super frustrated and I was just like, man, okay, like if I can't 
find my own swimsuit. Like, I'm going to just make one. So I went and did, like, a whole swimsuit haul, got a bunch of tops, and cut them up and sewed them together and made, like, one fire top <laughs> out of, like, three or four tops. And I ended up going to, like, a pool party that I was invited to, rocked it, didn't think anything of it. After that, um, a couple of friends of mine were like, oh, okay, like, where'd you get your top? Because all my friends knew that I loved to shop. And so in high school, I was like the go-to girl if they needed, like when dances would come up or um, if somebody was going like on a date or whatever, they were always like, Kayla, come to the mall with me and like pick my clothes. So they were like, oh my God, like, where did you get that top? Like, it's fire. Where'd you get it? And I'm just like, honestly, I just cut it up, like made my own shit kind of thing. <laughs> and so friends started to tell other friends. And so it got to a point where my friends were asking me like, Hey, can you make me a swimsuit? Can you do this? Can you do that? And I just thought about it. And I was like, eh, like I wasn't really making them to make them for other people. It was more or less like I couldn't find what I wanted or needed at the time. So let me just make this for myself. And then one day a light bulb kind of went off and it was just like, all right, wait a minute. If you're having this problem, nine times out of 10, there's other women having this problem. Like, you can be the problem solver for this essentially. And I've always known I wanted my own brand. Um, so it just was kind of like, okay, well, let's just do swimsuits. And then from there, you know, things just kind of like took flight in all aspects of my career. I started styling. So that kind of enhanced what I wanted to do with swim. I didn't know anything about starting a business. My parents are incredible. One is a teacher, one's a nurse. Um, neither of them owned businesses. So it was just like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know exactly what it takes to do this, but I feel like this is my calling. So like, let me just see where this leads kind of thing. And I was 15, 16 years old at the time. So in that moment, I didn't know fear of failure. It was just kind of like, eh, let's just see where it goes. And 10 years later, <laughs> here we are. Um, so it's been quite the wild ride, but it's one that I wouldn't change for the world, really and truthfully. How would you describe Louisiana and how has that environment impacted you or made you different? Um, being from Louisiana is one of my personal favorite characteristics, if I'm being honest. Um, being from New Orleans is the greatest thing in the world if you ask me <laughs> um it's impacted everything that I do so from swimwear being named after like the streets I've grown up on or um being named after like popular streets in New Orleans that's something I always kind of like add to the brand um New Orleans is a resilient city being born and raised there up until the time of Katrina the way that people bounce back from things it just it's it's unlike anything I've ever witnessed and it's something I'm really really grateful to be part of and it's the place that I'm very grateful to call home um it influences everything and I think it wasn't until Hurricane Katrina well no for sure it wasn't until Hurricane Katrina that I had ever lived anywhere else and so being from New Orleans you get used to the culture and you kind of think that that's normal so you think that it's normal to you know, have a party and celebrate everything. In New Orleans, we celebrate everything, like just everything. Even our funerals are very different because they're more of celebration of life more than they are um, kind of like mourning opportunities, if you will. Um, so just being from New Orleans has impacted everything. And 
when it comes to Arrow and Phoenix, like I said, a lot of the names of the suits are streets in New Orleans. The colors that I use are vibrant and will always go back to my city. I was born in 1994, so a lot of 90s style aesthetics that I saw growing up from jersey dresses to hoop earrings, like in the South in general, gold is really, really big. So like gold grills and gold hoop earrings and gold chains, those are all implemented into like lookbooks and things that we've done for Arrow and Phoenix and are really a basis of who we are. Um, so I just try to always put little accents of the culture I grew up on into the brand. But outside of that, going through something like Hurricane Katrina really inspired me in so many ways. One of the biggest ones was to give back like any chance that I can because being on the opposite end of things, like having to depend on strangers for like your clothes and things like that is is a really big thing. So when it came to building Aaron Phoenix, I knew I wanted us to have multiple philanthropic endeavors that went up, that would coincide with our brand. And at the time, like I said, I hadn't known anyone that started a business. I was a teenager. So it was just kind of like, okay, well, if I'm going to do swimsuits, we're going to make this really, really dope. We're going to make this very size inclusive, but I also want to have a philanthropic component. What's the easiest way to do that? And so I started looking into, I had already kind of been privy on um, climate change and global warming. But as I was doing more and more research, I was just like, okay, what sense does it make to design swimsuits if we're not going to have a beach pretty soon, you know, based on like where the earth is headed. So I started looking into sustainability and came across this company that made fabrics that were made from recycled water bottles. And I was like, oh my God, like that's it. I want to do this and I have to do this. So I ended up kind of having that be a real big basis for the brand. And that all came from just me trying to give back in a way that made sense and also was very intentional. So yeah, New Orleans is in everything that I do. It's interwoven in so many different aspects of the brand. And I'm actually really excited because last year we were going to do a really big shoot down there and a bunch of really cool things. Um, and it was going to be my first kind of like homecoming, if you will, of bringing the brand home. But due to COVID and due to COVID hitting New Orleans pretty badly, um, that didn't happen. So I'm hoping that we can make that happen this year. We're going to see just kind of how things play out. Um, but I'm hoping to make that happen for sure before the end of this year. That's great. I love that you're kind of adding more of you to the world because you said that um, Arrow and Phoenix is kind of like a street that you grew up on, some of the swimsuits names. That's really pretty great. That reminded me of um, one of our interviews earlier in the year. Well, no, earlier in the season, season two, when um, one of our interviews said to be responsible for adding more of you to the world. And I just found that to be really beautiful. And you're doing that now with Arrow and Phoenix. But kind of going off of that, um, I remember someone saying that if you have a product-based business, that should be like, it's kind of like a full-time job. Like people don't really care about, um, like you're gonna be working through the holidays, your customers kind of like want their products. So you kind of have to prioritize that. So how has that been you with you having a product-based business? Do you see that, do you see that this to be, do you think that's like a true statement that was given to me or is this uh, something that's completely different for you? Um, I actually do agree with that statement completely. When you have, I would even say so like, 
both of my careers, I, outside of Aaron Phoenix, I'm also a stylist and a brand consultant. Um, so I kind of have a foot in both doors where like Aaron Phoenix, I have a product based company and then through styling and brand, um, marketing, I have like a service based company, if you will. So with both of those really and truthfully starting off so young was great because I've always been hungry and I've always known what I wanted to do. But if I could go back and like tell my younger self anything, it would be to kind of set boundaries because that is a huge statement. Um, with product-based companies, you definitely do have to work through the holidays. It has taken me quite a minute, <laughs> if I'm being completely transparent, to really get boundaries set where it's like, okay, after, you know, like, let's say this past Christmas, you know, I let customers know, hey, if you especially with COVID and like that heavily affecting shipping as well. This particular holiday season that just passed was not a quote unquote normal one. So normal ones are usually very, very crazy. But this one with shipping and COVID and holiday and everything else going on, it was even more hectic. So I just kind of took the approach of letting customers know, you know, hey, unless you order absolutely by December 15th, we can't guarantee that it's going to get to you by Christmas. So please order early. You know, if you want to, or if you have the means to pay for overnight shipping, we do offer that, but it is very pricey. Um, you know, so I kind of let them know this time in advance, but normally, yeah, I am working through Christmas. I'm always working through New Year's, uh, which New Year's Eve is actually my mom's birthday. So I try to like have a little cap, if you will, um, and even Thanksgiving, I mean, for as long as I can remember, even when I was working retail in high school and college, I would always, Thanksgiving never really felt like a holiday because you're gearing up for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And Christmas is kind of the same because now that we ship internationally with Aaron Phoenix, you know, we also participate in Boxing Day. So it's just kind of like from the early, I would say, well, probably early October through like, Jan the first week or so of January, that's like a big chunk of when we're doing a ton of holiday things. And like I said, this year with COVID, it was a little bit different. We normally get, we had some pretty good sales during holiday this year. We normally get um, a lot more sales than what we did this year throughout holiday because people, you know, they tend to go to like Mexico for vacation um, for winter break or like Monaco and the French Riviera and places like that where it's a little bit warmer. So this year with COVID and like the travel restrictions and London going back on their second lockdown, um, we didn't have as crazy of a season, but just to prepare for it and to kind of make sure that I was present with like my family and such, I did take a few extra precautions to, you know, set those boundaries and kind of have that set up for this holiday season. I kind of want to kind of go back into the earlier stages of Arrow and Phoenix. Talk to us a bit more about the actual process of setting up that business and looking at right now, what is your vision for Aaron Phoenix, especially in 2021? So in the early stages, um, like I said, I didn't know anything. And social media, Instagram was not around when I first started building the brand. Um, Twitter was actually barely around at that point, And no one had really started a business on Twitter at that point. So I just was Googling. And I remember I would Google... Um, how to start a swimwear brand, <laughs> how to start a business, um, 
what do I need for a business and so on and so forth. And at the time I was, I am really big on intentions. So though I knew I wanted a swimwear brand, I was, I was set on that. I didn't have a name. And for me personally, I've learned unless I have a name for a company or unless I have a name for a suit, I'm not ready to put it out. So the first early stages were just me still getting old swimsuits, cutting them up, learning how to properly sew because I didn't know how to properly sew at the time. Um, and just kind of sketching out ideas and really building the back end of the business. And I can remember there was this television show on called Welcome to Fairfax. And this guy, he's so big now and he's so dope, but his name is Gavin Mizzle McNeil. And he had, he was one of the, one of the lead people. It was like a reality show about all these kids from LA and how they were starting businesses and brands that were catering to skate culture, but they were people of color. And I had never seen anything like that before in my life. So the closest person I had up until Gavin, the closest person I had looked up to who was doing what I wanted to do was Lauren Conrad from the Hills and from Laguna Beach. And I was obsessed. And I remember her like kind of doing her thing in fashion. And I wanted to be like the Black Lauren Conrad, (laughs) but I just didn't know how to go about that. So what I learned was just to Google and use as many resources as possible. And from there, I just kind of built the brand. I learned how to get an LLC and the difference between an LLC and a sole proprietorship. Um, I learned just different things with sales tax and so on and so forth. So it took a lot. It took me, honestly, it took me about three years to actually get the business up and running. And as I was doing that, I still didn't have a name. Um, So I had just like, done like a quick little LLC for something, um, for a name that I ended up not even using. I started sourcing fabric. I start because I knew I wanted sustainable fabric. And at the time there was only one company in the U S that was using sustainable fabric or even making it. And I knew I didn't want to outsource overseas for anything. So just me kind of like taking those three years to shape the brand. I, I, at the time it wasn't happening fast enough for me. But in retrospect, those three years were needed because I solidified our purpose. I solidified our intentions as a brand. I was able to really dive deep into what it meant being sustainable because there's levels to it. So not only did I want us to have this recycled fabric, but I knew I wanted our pieces to be made to order so that we cut down on waste. I knew that I wanted us to have sustainable packaging. So what did that look like? And again, Instagram wasn't a thing at that time. So it wasn't like I could just go to someone's page and say hashtag sustainability and then look at all these different companies that were doing what I was trying to do. It was just kind of like me having specific ideas and just really utilizing Google and utilizing the people around me to get those facilitated. And Gavin ended up being one of the people I reached out to being on Instagram. I reached out to him and I was like, Hey, like, I know that you have owned several brands. Like, is there any advice that like you could, you know, be willing to give me? And so he kind of was like, okay, well use this company to create your LLC, you know, have like a strong sense of self and so on and so forth. And so utilizing him, And a few other people that I had around me was kind of the greatest thing in the world because I was able to learn hands-on and it still allowed me to make the mistakes that I was going to make. But having people around who had either started brands or 
we're about to start a brand or so on and so forth really did kind of show me different ways of doing it and then being able to carve my own path from there. How would you describe the pieces of Arrow and Phoenix? And if you could, is there an ideal Arrow and Phoenix girl? So there actually is not an ideal Arrow and Phoenix girl. Um, and I, we've, over time, I've learned that that was done on purpose just because I think what's so cool about our brand is we can show you the way that our models will wear Arrow and Phoenix or the way that our customers will wear Arrow and Phoenix, but women are not a monolith. And I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to our brand that we want to continue to drive home. There is no such thing as a bikini body. You know, our sizes are super inclusive and they're inclusive for a reason. We cater to women with bra cup sizes A through H, and I want to expand that even beyond. Um, our sizing goes up to 3XL. After this summer, it'll actually go up to 5 extra large. So we, we don't have an ideal woman in mind. She just is a woman who is confident. She knows what style is and like just really isn't afraid to take our swimsuits and make them her own. I've seen customers, which is so has been like the biggest reward in my opinion. Um, I've seen customers style our swimsuits in so many different ways. I've seen them wear our swimwear tops as crop tops, which I highly um, always recommend because the idea is that our pieces can go from the pool to a date or like from the beach to the club. So I've seen customers like style the swimwear tops as crop tops with outfits. I've seen them wear our one pieces as bodysuits, which I personally love a great bodysuit. So seeing that just really makes my heart happy. So it's it's definitely not one kind of Aaron Phoenix girl. I think that what we want to continue to inspire other women to do is to just take the pieces and make them your own, you know, have them be what you want them to be. Um, as far as like our design aesthetic, a lot of our pieces, probably 90% of them are definitely 90s influenced. So think like Aaliyah, TLC, Ananda Lewis, early Beyonce, you know, that kind of aesthetic, just because it's what I grew up loving and it's what I grew up seeing. And, you know, just over the the standard of time, that's looks we still see. You know, Tiana Taylor still wears Aaliyah-inspired outfits and so on and so forth. I think the 90s were so big. And it's another way, like I said earlier, for me to pay homage to the people that I saw growing up and like the fashion icons that I saw growing up. Um, and that's just become our aesthetic. So it's been really fun to kind of design these pieces with, you know, a look in mind and then see how a customer wears it or see how you know, any of our models wear things and so on and so forth. So it's been fun. I really love seeing people add their own personal twist to what we have going on. Yes, I love that. And I'm super happy for you. And I feel like that type of process takes time to cultivate that kind of response. Yes, it does. It it takes time, but like it isn't something that... um like I said, if you would have asked younger Kayla, <laughs> I would have told you it wasn't happening fast enough because I just wanted to get pieces out there and I wanted to really see people and women who looked like me, who, you know, had curves and were darker skin complected and had curly hair. Like that wasn't something that I saw 
going in stores growing up, you know what I mean? So I was just so eager and so anxious to put that out there because I was like, I want women who look like me and beyond to know that like, there's someone here who wants to represent for you and someone here who wants to put these things out for you. So, you know, I was really eager to get it out, but I'm glad that, it, that I ended up taking the steps that I needed because I think it was just crucial for us to solidify that as a brand, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. And kind of looking more into like the big picture, especially when it comes to swimsuits and the swimsuit industry, what have you learned about the swimsuit industry? What do you like about it? And like, what do you not like about it at the same time? So the swimwear industry was not something that, again, I guess me starting younger, it just kind of helped eliminate fear or I didn't even recognize fear at the time. But getting into the swimsuit industry isn't something that I thought was going to be as small as it really is. Um, There's a handful of designers for the most part. A lot of them, I'm starting to see more and more of them are women. And that's been fun because year after year, we all attend the same trade shows. And so it's become kind of like, honestly, it's a lot like high school. So it's like, you already know who's at the popular table. You also know like who the newbies are. You see the difference in how the industry is changing. And as we go on year after year, I see more and more women getting into swimwear, which is incredible. And I'm starting to see more and more women of color get into swimwear, which is incredible. And I'm also starting to see more and more sustainable brands and more and more inclusive sizing brands get into swimwear, which is year after year, it just makes me so happy. Um, because I really don't see other brands as competition. I think we all have our own mission, whether it's to be size inclusive or be black owned or be woman of color owned or be woman owned in general, because for a long time, swim was dominated by men. And that was beyond obvious the way that certain things were cut and like the way that they would fit. And, you know, the way that some of the swimsuits colors didn't necessarily look the most cohesive. You can totally tell that, you know, a guy design them. <laughs> so seeing more women come up in this industry and seeing more women of color and of different sizes who are offering different sizes and different options to women and women identifying humans is incredible. And year after year, that's been probably the thing that makes me the happiest is just seeing how diverse the swimwear rooms are getting. Because when I first started out, like my very first trade show no one took me seriously. Um, it was a mix of me being a woman, being a black woman and being young or rather younger than other designers that they were seeing at the time. Um, and it even was an issue as to why starting swimwear did take me so long as well, because I couldn't find a manufacturer. Um, manufacturers wanted so much money because I was so green um, they didn't necessarily want to produce in the U.S. They didn't necessarily want to do anything sustainable. And almost every manufacturer I went to within the first year of trying to get Aaron Phoenix off the ground, none of them wanted to do inclusive sizing because they were saying how expensive it was. So kind of seeing the way that manufacturing has even changed over time, just due to who is now a part of swim culture and a part of the swim industry has been really incredible. And I'm hoping to just continue to see it grow in so many ways. That's really been incredible to witness. How important do you think body positivity is for any swimsuit brand? 
In my opinion, it's crucial because you never know who your next customer is. You never know where your customer is coming from. And even before we get into customers, I think that it's important to offer sizes that fit real women. You know, that's not to say that smaller sizes don't fit women in general, but I just think that that's not the norm. You know, I think the average size for women at the moment is a size 10. And for most brands, a size 10 is a plus size, even though that is not a plus size, you know? So I think that having a body positive and a body positive conscious brand is really important. It shapes the way that not only we as women think, but the way that the young girls that look up to us think, you know? So again, it goes back to even me being in junior high, high school. I developed really early. And going into like limited two at the time, I didn't see girls that looked like me. I didn't see girls that were, you know, heavy chested or top heavy. And, you know, for us, that's a really, I can, you know, only speak for Aaron Phoenix, but for us, body positivity is everything. Um, if you notice, we don't edit out stretch marks. We don't edit out stomach rolls. We don't edit out moles. We don't edit out freckles. We don't edit out any of that stuff because this is what a real woman looks like. You know, this is what women look like. We don't even edit out cellulite. So I think that brands who understand who they are as a brand and who their customer is and the women and the people that they're trying to reach, they understand that having a body positive conscious brand is really, really important. Um, for us, it's the basis of which we were founded on. So for us at Arrow Phoenix, it really does mean everything and even now that we're in a new year and gearing up for a new season here in 2021, there's so much more that I want to do with that. And there's so much more that we have planned to exhibit that um, just to further push that we are inclusive, you know, so I'm excited for everyone to kind of see what direction we're headed in there. And I feel like it's not just the word body positivity, but the word inclusivity and how it doesn't just affect the swimsuit industry, but it affects so many more industries when it comes to especially like makeup and the rise of Fenty within that space. But what do you think happens to businesses that decide to not be inclusive? Because I know we talk a lot about Victoria's Secret and, you know, the problems you had when you were growing up with them. But what do you think happens to those businesses who don't realize the importance of including everybody? Well, I think you brought up a good point. I know we've talked about that before. The difference between Savage by Fenty, first of all, Rihanna's everything. Um, the day that I get her in Aero Phoenix is going to just be the day that I know that my purpose is fulfilled. <laughs> um, because she's been such a huge inspiration, like my entire being, essentially. Um, but seeing what she's done with Fenty as a beauty company and seeing what she's done as Savage by Fenty as a lingerie company has been incredible because Victoria's Secret, so I used to shop with them and then I ended up working for them and that was, I had the greatest time working for them. Um, but then once I became a brand owner and once I was kind of flushing out the details of my own brand, I realized like, not to shade them or anything, but I realized like how problematic they were. They didn't want, you know, every year, so many women, myself included, would look forward to the fashion show, right? It was always glamorous and they always had the hottest um, performers and 
the best colors and the whole nine. But year after year, it got really upsetting not seeing women with curves and like real curves walk down the runway or, you know, trans women or non-binary. And to kind of, it was one thing to not see it, but I think when companies speak on like, okay, not only are you not seeing this from us, but you're not going to, that is kind of the nail that goes into the coffin. So you have companies like that who are very traditional and, you know, know their or feel that they know their market, but the whole time they're excluding so many other people who really love their stuff, you know? And I think from a customer perspective, if you tell me like, oh, okay, we know that we should be more inclusive. We know that we should post, you know, different people in our stuff and different uh, types of models in our pieces, but we don't want to. As a customer that tells me you don't care about me, and so I'm going to take my business elsewhere. So those companies start to then file for bankruptcy. They start, you know, having a sale every other week because now they have so much stuff that they're just trying to get rid of. And then ultimately, you know, they kind of, you see them change. Victoria's Secret now has, I went to a store, I believe right before Christmas. And I walked past the Victoria's Secret in the mall. They now have a plus size model in their window wearing lingerie and you can see her stretch marks whereas before that would have never happened but having other companies come up like savage by fenty rihanna uses people with prosthesis she uses non-binary models she uses trans models she uses models of every different shape color size creed the whole nine and her business has exploded and she has not excluded anyone and now you know with her last show we saw her do um lingerie for men which is incredible and to see her be the true embodiment of inclusivity has been so incredible because, again, when I first started Aaron Phoenix, no one was doing this. A lot of companies and a lot of manufacturers that I wanted to work with were not supportive of me being inclusive. And so to see other people do it and be successful doing it really is incredible and it's very inspirational. And, you know, I think it's the way of the future, if I'm being honest, because so many more brands are starting to include so many more people and it's just the way of the world. So I think that it's it's inevitable, really and truthfully. And for companies that don't understand that or choose to continue to be, quote unquote, traditional in their marketing, you know, they end up filing for bankruptcy or they're no longer around. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy how you talk about inspiration and Rihanna being inspiration to you, but I'm also sure many other people are inspired or you inspire other people, if that makes sense. I don't know why that took me a long time to phrase that. <laughs> it's all good. Thank you. But on that same note, what advice do you have for anyone who wants to start a business or be their own boss, but doesn't really know where to start? Oh, man. So the biggest thing I can tell you, it's going to sound like cliche advice, but just start. Like, you don't have to have everything figured out to start. You don't even have to have, like, I hate to say it this way, but you really don't even have to have a plan. All you need to have is a connection into who you are, be really intuitive, and be really intentional. And you can't go wrong, because after that, you just have to start. You know, there's so many things, like I said, I'm glad that I started younger because now at 25, 26 years old, there's no way I would have like 
<laughs> decided to start a business now, I would have always said like, I don't have enough money or I don't have, you know, the right connections or so on and so forth. But the truth of the matter is just to start and allow yourself to be open to anything and everything that comes your way without sacrificing what it is you want and what your intentions are. You know, it was as clear to me 10 years ago to just say, okay, you know what? I want to have a swimsuit brand. I'm going to start it. I want it to have a philanthropic component. I want it to be based here in the U.S. and I want to have inclusive sizing. That's it. You know, I didn't know anything else, but those intentions along with hard work and faith and support of my loved ones has gotten me into so many doors. And I feel like even though we've been at this for 10 years now, we're just getting started, you know? So to see how far the brand has come has been really humbling. And, you know, I tell everyone, there was an article I read not too long ago, and it showed the very first Nike logo versus what it is now. And they're completely different. And it was like, you know, even Nike had to start somewhere. So if you're out there and you want to start a brand, you want to start a business, you want to start a podcast, you want to start anything, just start and allow yourself and allow your experiences along the way to mold you and just, you know, consistently be intentional. You really can't go wrong. You talk a lot about vibration. What does it mean to vibrate higher? Um, For me, vibrations are everything. They kind of well not kind of they definitely influence who I work with how I work how I design vibrations influence everything that is me as a person but also everything that is Carolyn Phoenix as a brand um for me to vibrate higher it just means operating at your absolute best and in order to do that you have to consistently be aware of your intentions be aware of your energy and where you're putting that, and also be aware of the energy of others. Um, Aaron Phoenix is a really small team. It's like five of us <laughs> that do everything from conception all the way down to construction, packaging, and the whole nine. And for us, we're a team of all women, and we're all women of color, which is incredible. Um, we all have to vibrate at the same frequency, right? In order for everything to kind of move and for us to gel as well as we can gel. And I feel like that definitely comes across um, in our branding. It comes across in our swimsuit pieces and it comes across just from Aaron Phoenix in general, which is something I am most proud of. So for us to vibrate higher, it just is one of those things where we're consistently checking our intentions as a team, as individuals, and as a brand. And it means the world when people kind of tell me that they can feel that from our content that we put out, whether it's on our blog or on our socials, um, and also what we do with lookbooks. Like, we're very, very intentional with lookbooks. So everything down to like hairstyles <laughs> are very intentional and it goes back to just our vibration as a company and you know the really good energy and the good vibes that we want to put out there as a brand you know we I like to call us a feel-good brand you know I like when people can see our swimsuits and automatically kind of see us a part of their life you know I've had customers <laughs> tell me that you know they wore the swimsuit when they just bought their first house and like wanted to take a dip in their pool or when they've gone on honeymoons and baby moons and gotten engaged in our swimsuits on trips and such. So 
to know that our vibrations and our intentions are put out there and a part of so many different memories with so many different customers and people in general is everything. And it just goes back to, you know, us being a very, very intentional brand. Yeah, I feel like the idea of like creating sales and making sales versus creating that community within the business is so much different in terms of what it takes to do both. Um, And it seems like from your business and exactly what you've been saying that you have a community of women who love your brand and who support your brand and probably repeat customers. So talk to us more about that cultivating of community, because I know, especially for our podcast, that has been like a huge thing we've been trying to work on, which is cultivating a community rather than just looking at the sales. Yes, I love that you even asked me that because I'm really big on that. So having a product-based company, a lot of people look at the sales, but for me, it was it's always been about community. I wanted to create a space for women to feel their most empowered, to feel their most confident, and to feel their absolute sexiest without them feeling like they had to show too much skin or, you know, X, Y, and Z. Of course, we have thong swimwear bottoms, but we also have more conservative pieces just because, again, our Aaron Phoenix woman is not a monolith. So creating a community for us is everything. Even in the early stages with Aaron Phoenix, long before we actually had a swimwear product, I knew, once I knew the name and like once I knew what I wanted the company to be called, I ended up getting a website and then building a blog off of that. And so at that point, I was reaching out to different models and different people to be featured and like was working with different um, branding companies and doing reviews on their stuff. So there's some people who remember Arrow and Phoenix before we were even selling a swimsuit. And I love that because those early moments, again, in retrospect, I was able to kind of understand how I wanted to build a community, what I wanted the community to look like. You know, if I had an Aaron Phoenix woman in mind, what was she doing for a living? What content did she want to see? And so on and so forth. So to have a lot of our customers and like a lot of women in our tribe grow with us and continue to buy swimsuits with us has been, again, very humbling. And I don't take that for granted. So to see how we've been able to cultivate that as a brand and to see how we're going to further cultivate that as a brand, especially now with COVID and, you know, us being on lockdown community, I think is more important now than ever before, because we're all in the house. We're all kind of looking for new things and like looking for stuff to do. We're all adapting to this new way of life. And so even with our content throughout COVID for almost the past year now, we've been kind of adding different ways for our community in there. So we talk a lot about mental health. We talk a lot about wellness. We talk about um, sustainability, of course, and different ways of giving back. And, you know, that has really helped us continue to have this conversation as a community and also expand into other communities as well and kind of open our forum up to a bunch of different women from a bunch of different backgrounds. And that has been such a blessing within itself because I've become friends with customers personally um especially last summer when we kind of like hit a huge peak due to people shopping black owned brands and you know really promoting us for Juneteenth and so on and so forth um a lot of the times I'm the one answering those emails for people who need um 
direction on what suits to buy or like what fit they should get or you know I have this body type so which would you recommend I'm on the answering end of a lot of those emails so I've been able to get to know our customers and you know they'll dm the instagram they're like hey kayla is this you like i'm just checking in like you know did you i have one customer literally right for new year's she dms me and she's incredible she's bought so many of our suits but she dm the brand page and she was like hey like i know you guys have been posting a lot about um astrology and just different things in meditation and i want to see if you caught the full moon and i was like oh my god <laughs> that's so cool you know so it's been really really fun i think that's one of the perks of having a small brand has allowed me to just get to know my community and get to know the women who are buying the suits and it's been able to it's been able to allow me to better pinpoint the styles that I want to put out and the colors that I want to put out. And it's been also fun to have them part of the process as well, because now what I'll even do is, since we have such a strong core of, you know, women in our tribe for Arrow and Phoenix, I'll have a lot of our customers, I know them by name, I'll put them in the close friends group on Instagram. And like, I'll post snapshots of like behind the scenes of our swimsuit process or, you know, new styles that we're working out. And I'll post those pictures, you know, on mannequins and stuff. They're not polished at all. And I'll say, hey, like, would you guys like to see this in neon or pastel? Or would you like to see hardware in gold or hardware in silver? Or, you know, what do you guys want to see? And it's been so fun having them vote on that or tell me what they would like to see or you know, colors that they're interested in or, you know, ideas even as far as sales go, you know, would you guys prefer a percentage off or would you prefer a set amount off or like, how do you want, you know, what can we do for you guys to, you know, continue to shop with us and continue to love our products and how can we get you to love them even more than you already do? Um, so it's been really, really fun. And again, that just goes back to our intention. I always wanted Aaron Phoenix to be a brand by a woman for women and women identifying. And so I didn't want that to have any kind of limitation. So to kind of see us grow into this direction where now our customers are such a huge driving force as to what we put out from content to swimwear has been really, really incredible. So it's it's crucial. I would say for any brand, um, you guys included, I think that you've done a really great job of cultivating um, a community for yourselves and it's only going to grow bigger and bigger but for any brand for anyone who even any individual you know i think cultivating a community is is everything and it's so 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 rewarding thank you so much kayla for joining us on the uni podcast this conversation was honestly amazing um and we wish you the best of luck especially in 2021 with all your endeavors and everything you're wishing for when it comes to aaron phoenix Thank you. Thank you guys both for having me. In this household, we love reflecting and manifesting for bigger and better things. And this is why our Chairs to a Better You guiding workbook is perfect. If you purchase now and use the code UNIFAM, you can save 20%. So head on over to our website and start manifesting your growth. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the UNI podcast. If you love this episode as much as we did, rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also, check out our show notes for all of our links, including our Cheers to Better You guide and workbook. New episodes drop every week on Monday.
We can't wait to hang out with you again. We'll talk soon. Bye.